Welcome to the Date Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jackson M. Doggett Jr., the solutions expert. With certifications as a life coach, family mediator, and time manager, and with licenses as an ordained minister and practicing attorney, I have learned some lessons about success I want to pass on to you. This podcast is about how to apply eight ancient, universal, and fundamental principles of success so you can live your best life. Life is a journey, so buckle up and let's go. The Date Life Podcast is sponsored by Doggett Law Firm, a firm focused on family law matters including pre-marriage legal counsel, family mediation to resolve conflict, divorce, and other family law issues. Find Doggett Law Firm at www.doggettlaw.com or call at 202-470-3515. Doggett Law Firm for your family. The focus for this episode is to explore the topic of finding your God-given life purpose with our guest co-host, Jacqueline Doggett. One of the Date Life Podcast eight principles of success is to discover your God-given life purpose. Let's listen in on my discussion with Jacqueline Doggett. Today we have a special guest. Actually, it is my daughter, Jacqueline Doggett. We are so happy to have you here, Jacqueline. Hello, thank you for having me. We are going to talk today about purpose, at least under the general topic of purpose. As you know, one of our eight principles is that we should discover our God-given life purpose. Do you feel that you have discovered your God-given life purpose? I think so. So I definitely feel strongly about the general purpose of going on that journey with God, where it is an openness and a willingness to follow where he leads. And so that is definitely part of my purpose. Um, and then I kind of follow my gifts too, to see where <laughs> where he's leading me to make an impact. So he's given me gifts in entertainment. So acting, dancing, storytelling, that sort of thing. Um, so let me ask you, how do you use that gift to fulfill your purpose? Well, some of it is the willingness to do it in the first place. I know that a lot of people don't see the performing arts. I guess that was a better way to put the performing arts is, is kind of my realm. Um, a lot of people don't see that as a very safe or quote unquote secure path to travel. And so I think one of the one of the ways of honoring that is doing it in the first place. But then the other part is just living by the principles that I have from the Bible, from God, and bringing that with me wherever I'm going. A lot of times people will 
will notice something different <laughs> on the set um, and go, oh, you just have like a light about you or like you made it such a positive experience. And I think that is part of my purpose is to bring what God's given me wherever I go. So when have you had people, let's say in the church, I know that you're a church girl because <laughs> I raised you to be a church girl. Uh, but have you had people in the church tell you that you cannot possibly be following God's <laughs> will if you are in the entertainment industry? Absolutely. <laughs> I think there's this hesitancy and wariness about Hollywood because it's such a public facing thing um, that it's obvious. You can see when, uh, say, ungodly things are done because it's in everyone's homes or it's in the movie theater. But frankly, I think that happens in every industry. There is ungodliness everywhere and there is an opportunity to be a witness everywhere. If you look at the Bible, there were all kinds of career paths, uh, so to speak. There were politicians, there were independent, uh, you know, there, there were self-employed folks, there were rulers and and craftsmen. I think God calls us to every place to be a witness. How are people supposed to hear about God in a certain industry if we completely cross it off the list? And then also he gave us these gifts for a reason in the first place. I don't think he gives people gifts like the performing arts to go hide them because that's not a sanctioned church activity, so to speak. So yes, I've gotten pushed back, but I also believe God gave me these gifts for a reason. So how did you find yourself attracted to the entertainment industry? At church. <laughs> Explain that. So I grew up, as you know, Father, <laughs> singing, dancing, and acting in church. Um, that's where I found out that I enjoyed it and and had a talent for it um, in choirs, in dance groups um, that I found it in church at a pretty young age. And I knew that I would most enjoy life if I got to continue doing it. So at what point, because I know you didn't start out your career in the entertainment industry. So let's talk about that just a little bit. Um, what did you do in college? What did you study in college? I studied communication um, with a, I don't even remember what it's called. Oh, <laughs> it was communication with a focus on photojournalism. And then my minor was English. Okay. And when you got out of college, what did you first do? I initially went into marketing and public relations Again, it was that idea of something stable or secure. Um, yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> you didn't do it because you enjoyed it. You did it because it was a job? Correct. I, it was okay, but the longer I did it, the more miserable I was. It didn't, it didn't feel right. I could do it, but I was not happy or fulfilled doing it. So what would you say to people who are in jobs that they may even be very good at, but they don't enjoy it? It's drudgery. It's really like work to go to work. What would you say to a person like that? I would say 
we have gut responses to things. And a lot of times we stop listening to that. We, we mistrust ourselves. And I think at least as a Christian, I'm a Christian, when you're staying close to God, that gut response is often his way of giving you a nudge in the right direction. So if you answer the question, what would I do if I knew I could not fail? Whatever that first response is, that automatic response, that's probably what you should be doing. It's possible to use your skill set in multiple ways. For instance, I, I'm good at organization. I can take that in the corporate world and do well with that. And I have, but it's not the right environment for me. And my gut knows that. I, I feel that. Um, there's something to be said for trusting your gut and trusting the way you feel about the situation you're in. Well, you said you came out of college, you started in marketing, you didn't really enjoy that you were in mm-hmm. a corporate environment. Mm-hmm. So what led you to make the decision? And before you answer that, let, <laughs> let's go back to something else you said. There are people who stay there because they're comfortable there, or they think that's what other people tell them they should do. So that's what they do. How do you uh, discern that you're in the wrong space? Because there are also the people, I heard Steve Harvey say one time that he really wanted to play basketball and wanted to go to the NBA. But the big problem was as passionate as he was for basketball, he was no good at it. Mm-hmm. So there are people who have great desires to do certain things that they just don't have a skill set for. So how do you, what do you say to people like that? I have this passion, but I'm not good at it. I think there are two possibilities there. One is that you just need to keep working at it because a lot of times the first things you do are kind of going to be trash. Sort of like my beginning podcast experience. (laughs) (laughs) The product you have in your mind is often not going to be the first thing that comes out. So I would suggest digging in a bit and actually exploring it some more, practicing. Um, And if it's still not clicking It is possible that you're not wired for the thing you had in mind, but the desire, I think, is still, it's still part of the guidance towards what you should be doing. For instance, I know someone who also loves basketball. They are not necessarily the greatest basketball player, but they realize that their passion or their passion was actually leading them to work with basketball teams to be part of the the process of putting on a great game, even though they may not be on the court. So I think it is a combination of figuring out if this is just a matter of I need more practice, or if this is I'm going in the right direction, I just need to readjust a bit to find the right spot in this process for myself. Okay. So you came out, you started in the corporate environment, you weren't enjoying it, you even though you were good at it. So what caused you to take the leap? Um, well, it started with years of misery. <laughs> I was miserable. I was miserable through college. I had a great college experience as far as the social side of it. Um, but then the actual learning the academic side, I knew it wasn't quite the right fit. And then when I 
came out of college and went into corporate world, I still knew it wasn't the right fit. I was depressed. I was sad. Um, I just didn't feel like myself. I think that that's kind of been a part of what guides me is do I feel like myself? And I know that can be very ambiguous, but if we think about it, there are often points that we can point to where we feel very much like ourselves. And for me, that was on stage or, you know, again, in the performing arts world. So I kept feeling like I wasn't myself. Um, and then I, <laughs> the catalyst was watching So You Think You Can Dance on television. Okay. I was <laughs> I was watching television and seeing people do the thing that I loved doing and I it moved me to tears. I would cry because that was what I wanted to be doing. Um, and then I took an investigative trip out to Los Angeles, uh, found a unicorn of a dance studio that actually had classes for adults. Uh, and then I, a few months later, I quit my job and moved to Los Angeles and never went back. What was that experience like? Just quitting your job. Is that something you would encourage others to do? Or uh, was it just your journey? I think it was my journey. I wouldn't suggest people quit their jobs willy-nilly. But one of the things that I did uh, to prepare myself for it is I actually wrote out a list of what the worst possible things could happen um, if I were to quit my job and and not figure things out in Los Angeles. And so I wrote things down like I could go bankrupt. I could end up homeless, like all the just the things I, I thought about as being failure. And then I went down that list and I evaluated whether or not I could recover from it. And I went, OK, I have an extended family who does not want homelessness for me. <laughs> Someone would let me stay with them to get myself together. Uh, that is a privilege that I knew was there for me going in, um, that someone in my large family would not let me be on the streets. Um, and then uh, bankruptcy. I did not want bankruptcy for myself. I do not want bankruptcy for myself. And thankfully that didn't happen. But I also went it's something that I could recover from. And I don't know if I can recover from doing something that makes me miserable for the rest of my life. I would prefer to attempt the thing that I, that I feel this strong passion to do than to never do it and live with the regret. I could live with the recovery from bankruptcy. So that's what I did. I made a list of the worst things that could happen and realized that it was possible to recover from all those things. And that's how it helped me make the decision that I can do this, even if I fall on my face, it, it would be better to try. Okay. So with the philosophy of I'd rather not have any regrets, mm -hmm. you picked up and went to Los Angeles. <laughs> As a result of that decision, do you believe that you are more yourself or you are following your purpose more closely that you are becoming more and more, because I say uh, a purpose, a person's first responsibility to God is to become fully what he created you to be. Mm -hmm. I believe that is as important as being saved, that you learn what God created you to be and fully become that. So when he 
comes again, and I believe Jesus is coming again, there will be the, the admonition, well done, good and faithful servant. So <laughs> do you feel this has led you to be more in your purpose? Yes, definitely. Um, I think the becoming my, as you put it, becoming who God had in mind when he made us, I think that at least in my case, is a lifelong journey. And that definitely was taking me on the right path. Moving to Los Angeles, if I had not done that, I think I could have had a fine life, <laughs> but it wasn't It wasn't my life. And so, yes, I definitely feel that it was the right decision. I wouldn't take it back. Um, I know that it's one of those things that when I get to the end of my life and look back on the choices, that's one of the ones I'll be glad that I made. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> okay. Now, I believe that everyone has at least a couple of things that are in common with regard to purpose. I don't think every person has a specific only this one thing you do. Mm -hmm. I think others do have that. That there's just this one thing they were put on the planet to do, and everything in their life leads them to that point. Mm -hmm. I would use Esther as an example of that, where uh, for those who don't know the story, she was uh, a slave, and she was brought in ultimately through a series of events into the king's court. She became a queen. And the main thing that she accomplished in her life was saving the Jewish nation. That's what she did. And her uncle said to her, perhaps if you don't do what needs to be done here, someone else will do it and you and your family will die. But perhaps you came to the kingdom for such a time as this. And the story is that, of course, she did what she needed to do. The Jewish people were saved. And it seems that she was on the planet and put in circumstances so that this one thing she did. There are others who just live their life, and it seems like nobody even knows they're on the planet, <laughs> but they follow Micah 6.8, do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. They follow Ecclesiastes 12, where uh, let's hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, <laughs> excuse me, fear God, keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Mm -hmm. So everybody's got that general. Do you feel that there's something specific you need to do? That's, that's question one. Question two would be, is there a lane, so to speak, that you must travel in? That's it, It's a general lane, but it leads in a particular direction. Before you answer that, we are going to take a short break, then come back with more discussion with our guest co-host, Jacqueline Doggett. <laughs> If you want to support the Date Life podcast, join the Date Life Nation by sending your contribution through Cash App at dollar sign Date Life Podcast. That's the letter D, the number eight, the words Life Podcast, all together as one word, or through Venmo at ampersand Date Life Podcast. Every dollar you give will support the production of the Date Life Podcast and the activities of the Date Life Nation 
We plan to host meetups to discuss with me and my guests in person how to apply the eight principles of success we espouse in the Date Life podcast and other activities. So join the Date Life Nation today to live your best life. Now back to our discussion. Mm -hmm. Well, I would say that if there is a very specific thing I'm supposed to do, I don't think it's happened yet. <laughs> I I think that my purpose is probably along the lines of being in a specific lane as opposed to doing a specific thing. Um, everything that I've been doing and everything that I've been inspired to do has all been along the lines of storytelling, along the lines of kind of just going on this adventure with God and continuing to see where it leads and continuing to be open to that and kind of witnessing as I go. So my guess is <laughs> that my purpose is staying in a specific lane, um, but I'm open to it being a specific thing if God reveals that to me. Okay, very good. Well, um, I think we've covered on the surface some of the issues about purpose. If someone asked you, what is your purpose? What would you say? Hmm. <laughs> it's hard to put that into a concise package, but I definitely believe that my purpose is to become who God had in mind when he made me as a general thing. And then I could, hmm. I think it is to point people towards God through storytelling in some way, whether it is being in other people's stories and continuing to live the the principled life that God um, has given me. It, maybe it's that. Maybe it is telling stories that point back to God myself. But I think it lies in the realm of using storytelling as a witness and continuing to become who God made me to be. Well, I don't think that we can do any more than walk with God and mm -hmm. do what you believe he's calling you to do. The thing that I was always impressed with you, even from a child, is you would follow your principles, even <laughs> when other people did not agree with you, you would follow your principles. I remember one time you actually left a particular school because the <laughs> curriculum was mm -hmm. offensive to you and uh, we had to homeschool you. So, And I was proud of you for that too, quite frankly. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you follow your principles and I appreciate that. Uh, if One last question. If someone asks you, what is your superpower? What is the thing you do naturally? What would you say? Ooh, there, <laughs> there are almost like the answers you want to say, and then the answer that is probably most accurate. One of the most accurate answers I think is empathy is my superpower. I can feel for and with other people, um, which is actually a very positive, helpful thing in my career choices, um, is being able to, to feel that empathy. Um, and then also I can be something of an idea factory. If someone puts an, 
puts the seed of an idea out there, I have lots of ideas <laughs> around that. Uh, I think those are the two main main superpowers that I have. Okay, great. Well, I'm going to ask you back so that we oh. can talk about <laughs> your work because one of the principles is to to have satisfying and rewarding work, to love other people, you do satisfying and rewarding work. So we'll have you back to talk about your work and whether it's satisfying and rewarding. All right. But until then, <laughs> thank you, Jacqueline Doggett. What, what we didn't ask is what specifically are you doing right now and what can we look forward to from you? Oh, yeah. Well, specifically... I am a working actor, so there are always projects in process or <laughs> or things that are out. Um, Have you done anything that we might recognize? Well, probably the most recent thing people would recognize is a commercial <laughs> that came out this okay. summer. Um, but yeah, I've been doing some independent films, so on camera, and then I'm also uh, working on some voiceover acting things, which I'm very excited about. Very good. Yeah. Are you enjoying your life? I do enjoy my life. Well, <laughs> that's one of the gifts of God. So thank you, Jacqueline, for coming and sharing your experience about your journey and purpose. And we look forward to hearing from you again soon. Excellent. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to coming back. I must tell you, I really enjoyed this discussion, and I hope you got a lot out of it for yourself. Please remember to support the Date Life podcast by joining the Date Life Nation. The eight principles of success we discuss in the Date Life podcast can change your life. So like it, share it with everyone you know, and subscribe to it. Most importantly, go out and live your best life. <laughs>